It's game day. We are going to be breaking down the Cleveland Browns preseason game here on your daily commanders update for 11 August. And we have sports anchor from channel seven, Natalie Spala joining us. Let's go. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to your daily commanders update for 11 August. It is game day stoner. We finally get to see our guys in burgundy and gold playing on the field mm-hmm. against an actual opponent. Yeah, it is, it is preseason and we are not really going to see everybody. But John Kime did report out that only Sadiq Charles and Logan Thomas are unavailable tonight. So that means if my math is correct, 88 guys <laughs> will be dressed and ready to play in this game against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, for what it's worth, Kime reporting again. Paul will start for Charles, and then you can expect the uh, the starters to play for a quarter, unless he says they have a really good series or two before the end of the quarter. So if it's mm. if they put up fourteen points and two drives, it sounds like they're being pulled right then and there. What if they have two quick three and outs, and the other team is going all the way down the field? All the other team. The Browns are going all the way down the field, coming all the way back, and they get to the second quarter, and the offense has had six plays. Will they continue? They're done. They're done? All right. They're done. I don't Go know. back I, to the drawing board on that one. I guess so. I, you know, the, that will not be a good omen, or that will not be the next day. We're going to have a field day with that, all of us and the media and all that that they went ahead and pulled them after six plays of zero sort of consistency or anything. I don't know. They might go an extra one if it gets that, if it gets to the second quarter. I don't think they will. I think that we've kind of seen this from Eric Bienemy at training camp. Hmm. If the offense isn't doing what they're supposed to be, he's not afraid to pull them and send somebody else in who's going to do the things that he's asking. Sure, that's and fair. And I think that that would just, I think that puts the pressure back on the ones on the starters to kind of be like, Hey, what did we do wrong? Mm. You know, let's work on this. Let's, let's figure this out. And instead of being like, Hey, go back out there and just keep plugging away. No, no, you gotta, you have to, you have to sit there on the sidelines and stew a bit. That seems like the EB method of, uh, of coaching there. And I, and I think what's maybe another important thing to look at ahead of time when, even though, it's next week and it's this game was those two practices, joint practices with the Ravens next week. They're not hitting against their own guys again next week. They mm-hmm. got a whole new level of intensity. So it's not like they, if they have their, these failures this week that they're going to be like, well, maybe we should keep them out there because this is our only chance at live action for a while, a week and a half. No, next week they're going to have more live action against the Ravens. So I think that probably plays a part into what you were just saying, that two bad series, if that happens, if that happens, they're done. They're done. Pull them off and let's move on. So, Stoner, obviously we talked about John Kime reporting earlier about the availability of pretty much, like I said, 88 players going to be available. Are there any ones that you do, even though they're available, you don't actually expect to see them hit the field or maybe just out there for a play or two? Yeah, th- those are going to be your established stars, your Terry McLaurins, your um, Jahan Dotson's on offense, possibly, you know, your John Allens and Deron Payne's on defense. Those guys don't need it. 
They've been in the league. John Dotson is only in the second year, but those other guys, they've been in the league a while. They know how this works. They know the offense. They're they're established. So they might just play those couple of plays and then and then they'll just be completely done. Yeah. They, I, they I, won't even go like two series, even if the ones go two series. Yeah, I think Tara McLaurin will probably see for the first series and then he'll be shut down. Be done, yeah. Uh Dotson would play the two. I think Curtis Samuel will actually play depending on his mm is injury if they feel like they're they've seen enough from him yeah uh, then he'll he'll be quickly out as well on the defensive side of the ball jonathan allen deron Payne, uh chase young but they don't you don't typically see a lot of of blitzing or like aggressive rush play in mm-hmm. in the preseason right like th- these are going to be vanilla offense vanilla defense absolutely so I would expect the defensive line also just kind of get a couple reps in. So that way they're familiar with how other people hit and play the game of football yep. and then, and then be done with it. But you'll see someone maybe like Defoe out there probably for a few series. And, sure. You know, Some of the younger gone. guys mm-hmm. that are established starters, but they just, they need those reps. So yeah, I agree with that, but I, I got a challenge for you, Nathan. Okay. You ready? Here's the challenge. Who can go longer in this game, watching this game, until we see a player we never heard of? On Washington. <laughs> not on Cleveland. On Washington. On Washington. Who, who can go? Can you go the entire game and everyone who's mentioned or a jersey that you see is somebody you've never heard of? I really wish now that we'd be recording this because I do think I'd be able to go longer than you. Now, granted, now that you've issued to this challenge, yeah. I will be studying the roster no, 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 extensively. No, 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 no. no you, but it's got to yeah. be, it's got to be, you know, natural. It's it got to be sure. organic. Sure. I know that if it were, if it were video on the sideline and picking out players, I'd easily have you beat. You'd be, you'd be like three players in and like, I'm not sure who that is. It's like, dude, that's cam curl. You'd want to buy his Jersey. Um, but, uh, with, uh, the numbers and the names, that one might be, that Mm -hmm. one might be a little bit trickier as we were watching some of the, the training camp stuff. I felt like I was pretty good about who was who, when I was able to pick out some numbers. So I, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say that I'm going to put a dollar down saying I can go longer than you. I'm going to say, you're probably right. I'm not going to take that. <laughs> I want none of it. Uh, fair, fair yeah. enough. All right. Let's let real quick. We're not going to do a full preview because this is just a preseason game. First sure. preseason. We're going to be seeing a lot of Jake from going to be seeing a lot of the back end rosters. Mm-hmm. Who is going to be the most productive offensive person this game? Uh, it's probably going to be a, um, a running back. Maybe somebody in the Derek Gore family you know a Derek gore who's not the son of frank gore if you were wondering um it could be like a Jarrett freaking patterson uh somebody like that i think is gonna you know gonna be like the district diamond for the one game that sure. they're gonna stand out and everyone's gonna be like um he needs a spot on the 53 <laughs> Yeah, probably not going to happen. But yes, as far as the spot in the 53, it usually is going to be some third or fourth stringer who's going to shine in this first preseason game. Everyone's going to fall in love with them, and then they'll end up on the practice squad. Okay, does the defense get a turnover? Absolutely. This is preseason. They'll probably get one in the the first drive against Deshaun Watson. As much as I used to love him, he stinks. So yeah, get (laughs) get something off of uh, Deshaun. Yeah, that that'd be great to see. All right, high scoring game, low scoring game. Uh, I would probably say 
I don't know what the over-under is, but I would probably take the under, even not knowing what it is. So not necessarily low scoring, but I would go under what probably the totals are. All right. How many field goals are made this game? All of them. However many there are, nobody All misses of them a field goal to me. All right. Well, we'll see how it goes. Do you have a score prediction? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Cleveland 21, Washington 20. 26 to 16. I'm going with Washington taking this one. We'll see how it actually plays out. Of course, for all those questions, I want to hear from you. So make sure that you either hit us up on our social media or get a comment section uh, in the comment section of this and let us know the answers to your question here. Now, this is being aired early, so that way you can watch this and then the game. So hopefully we'll get you out there. And to help us get to the game, let's bring on sports anchor from Channel 7, Natalie Spala. All right. Well, let's welcome again here, Channel 7 sports anchor, Natalie Spala. Thanks for joining us here. A round of applause. Uh, you're, coming via, uh, you're coming via Detroit, South Carolina, now in D.C. Been with uh, the D.C. market here for now a couple of weeks. So we'll, we won't needle you too much on uh on the and the details but thanks for joining us here on ref the district how have you been liking dc so far yeah guys well first and foremost thank you so much for having me i have to start right there with dc just the media everyone has been so welcoming um making me feel right at home for the most part in terms of everyone who has been here has been representing and watching these teams and covering them for decades it seems like and i'm over here like Hey, I've been here for 60 seconds. So everyone has been super helpful, super nice and welcoming. So I, I'm thankful for that to begin with. But yeah, you mentioned I've kind of been been everywhere. Um, home town is, is Detroit, Michigan. And then I was in South Carolina the last few years doing news and sports for the station there. So I've been in D.C. for, yeah, just about two, three weeks at this point. Haven't been able to do much exploring. Hmm. Um Shocking. I know it's getting acclimated to all these sports and especially diving right into commander's training camp. So I'd like to explore a little bit more of DC and every, uh, all the great things it has to offer. So hopefully we'll get there eventually, but right now I've uh, got my hands full covering all these sports teams. Yeah. And, and you could tell that you, you are new to the DC area and we got on your case a little bit yesterday because you were praising <laughs> the uniforms of the Phillies. Can't, can't do we that. Don't, we don't no, do no. that here in DC. <laughs> We can like it from quietly in our own spot. <laughs> True. But since you said, look, you have to give respect where respect is due, you love the uniforms. I'd like you to rate this particular piece of uniform and tell me what you think. Okay. What do you think <gasps> of this particular hat? So where's the um, end button on this thing? So yeah, it no. It's impossible. You're locked <laughs> in. You can't leave. You have to tell me what you think of my Spartan. For hat. our audio listeners, he is—he's uh, got a Spartan, uh, Michigan State Spartan hat on. You no, know, mm. I think he would look a lot better in maize and blue, mm. but that's just a preference. Mm. It's just—it's just contradicting everything you got going on there. You could be a solid Michigan fan. State is kind of where I cross the line, but <laughs> I am one of those nicer fans where if State is playing perhaps uh, Ohio State or anything. Ohio State's where I crossed the line. Uh, I was for I'm the Spartans, just a, oh, guys, yeah, good luck. Uh, don't hurt <laughs> yourselves out there type thing. But if it's Michigan, no, 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 no. We are, we're not even close to that. Take the thing off. Let's, yeah. uh, 
next question, please. Sorry, I had to do that to you, but you oh, know, I love it. My dog's name is Sparty for crying out loud. So, oh, yeah, yes. no, no. we're Michigan State through and through over here. Oh, okay, gotcha. Well, <laughs> thank you, thank you. That was that was funny. We're we're getting the humor out right now. Getting yeah, that's right. <laughs> now, so so since we were talking about ties to teams here, you, you're obviously being that uh, that uh, Michigan native. Is there any ties? professionally that you're still holding on or are we going to start cheering on the local teams here you know i am a detroit lions fan through and through mm. um i kind of grew up in a family where football was our main sport i have two brothers they always played football i was the cheerleader for them my dad played college football at wayne state in detroit so football is kind of where our roots are so i will always be a detroit lions fan um, we grew up season tickets, even that 0-16 season, we were in the stands as kids, essentially just just cheering them on, um, yeah. not recognizing how horrible this franchise has been. My dad will always say, you know, it's been 60 years and I've never seen this team do well, but I think this is kind of the first time, or at least in my lifetime, um, that there was a lot of hype and a lot of support around this team. So I guess we can kind of relate it to to this new resurgence that we're seeing over here. On I was the about say, now's the time to jump on the commander's bandwagon. We're on the up think, and up. Exactly. I don't think I could have hopped on on a better time in terms yeah. of uh, just the excitement and the energy. And that's really the, the one thing that hit me my first two days at training camp is just, wow, how, mm. how I don't have a lot of it to compare it to in terms of what it was these last few years. I'm kind of looking at it as an outsider looking in, but it's it's just really cool to see all the love these fans have for this team. And uh, training camp, when I talked to fans, you know, I was talking to people who had shown up to training camp for 35 years in a row. It was tradition. And the, you can see it from, from those people specifically who have been cheering on this team for, for decades and decades and decades that this is something new and it's something special. So it's going to be exciting to, to see. And especially as I get more comfortable with this franchise, uh, where it could potentially go. And I don't want to set you up to say anything necessarily bad about the organization, the Washington, but what has been, what was your outside view of the commander's organization before you got here? Yeah, I think that's exactly what it was. It was very much outside, but you see it as a franchise who has been in the national media for, for years at this point, mm. but never for really anything good. Mm. Um, a lot of that, of course, had to do with the previous ownership and the investigations and the allegations and the things you see on, on ESPN or on GetUp and everything. So that's kind of my, my perspective of it. But coming here and seeing um, just a really exciting time about Josh Harris and all he's about and Magic Johnson, of course, mm, you got to give helps. a little credit to the Spartans. There's some That's other right. friends out there, of course. Put the hat back on. Hat back Magic on. Johnson, we'll here we go. We'll allow it for Magic Johnson for <laughs> sure. But yeah, just the overall excitement and, and just so much new surrounding a team that has been pretty much put through the ringer, especially the fan base these last few years. So, so that was just kind of my perspective as a team that was never really in the media for anything good. Mm. Um, I mean, of course the, the wins haven't been there, there in previous seasons, but that was never, that was never the issue. There's mm. other teams in the NFL that are not getting wins. Let me enter my, my Detroit lions. But, mm. but when you're in the media and you're on the national networks for, for things that you, you don't want to be getting attention for, that is kind of the, the reputation I approach this team with. So it's exciting that again, in the last few months that it hasn't been the case, it's just been all excitement and all good things. Yeah. So some of those good things is football's coming back into our lives as preseason starts tonight. Uh, you mentioned being at camp 
you know, for, for a few days there, was there any, anything that stood out in camp on the field wise that uh, you're excited about? Yeah, and I think this is maybe the boring answer, but I'm just extremely excited to see Sam Howell and what he is able to do. I mean, there is, when you look at kind of the question marks on this team, 99% of them have to deal with the offensive side of the ball and whether that be the offensive line where, I mean, four out of the five guys are new on that line. Sam Howell, of course, very small sample size to work off of for his one game he played last year. But everything I've seen from Sam Howell, as um, I mean, outside of a, one or two bad practices, I know that infamous Friday practice everyone continues to talk about is one thing. But you've kind of seen him his growth over these last few weeks. And I want to say that based on the – I've only been there a few days, like you had said, but from all other media outlets and kind of what I'm gathering on him is that you see his leadership improve, but then you also see his ability to, to throw that ball also improve. So you just see a comfort uh, ability – that he hasn't been displaying or we really haven't had the opportunity to see him put that on on display. So I'm excited to see how much he plays tonight, how that offense has been gelling, because I think we're just kind of looking for consistency right now. We want to see a team that is getting better each and every day. And now they have the opportunity to do that tonight. Well, and, that sounds like we have another howler on our hands, <laughs> Stoner. Yeah, we I might. want to be. I want to be. Tonight, maybe maybe I'll be have a little more confidence in that. But I mean, you, you got to throw your sport behind a guy where his teammates and his coaches have nothing but good things to say about him. Of yeah. course, they are going to. But when you hear guys say, you know, his leadership ability is there, um, that's what you want out of your QB one or potentially a guy who is going to solidify that role. Uh, and so, Natalie, this is my last question for you. You've been out there four or five days. Who's been your favorite guy to cover so far? Oh gosh, that's a tough yeah. one. Just on the commanders. I know you went and did tennis and all that already, but I know just on the I, commanders who's been the, the most fun to cover. Hmm. You know, I love Nick Gates, honestly. He's had oh, a, wow. has an incredible maybe maybe I'm yeah. a I'm I'm a sucker for a good story, especially if you call yourself fish boy. Um, <laughs> if you know if you're familiar with his injury, you know, he's had um, a piece of shark skin sewn into his leg to help his leg injury. Hmm. Um, I think he's got an incredible story and an incredible outlook on that. I mean, so many players, they deal with adversity at some point or another in their career. I know I was the same for me. But to see a guy with with so much, uh, uh, just the ability to kind of make it fun, make it exciting, and, and make it part of your comeback story. And I know I think he brings a lot of energy to this team and that side of the ball. So we're, I, I'm rooting for him. Um, so yeah, we're going to have to see him, but he's an exciting guy to follow and, and to cover. Cause some of these guys, you know, they give you that coach speak, that player speak. I'm just going to go out there do what I, I can. He's, he's funny. He brings some light and some levity to conversation. So he's one that stood out to me specifically. Nathan, if I had hair. a top, if I had a top 10 list of guys that she would have chosen as far as most fun to cover, Nick, Nick Gates would not have been on. Probably the, not. And he's been around for as long as I've been around. So yeah. five minutes. For sure. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard this from a few uh, of the reporters that he's a lot of fun and he's got, yeah. of course, the locks that he's got, he's got this long hair right. and yeah. he's just a kind of a fun guy to be around. So I, I, I probably would have had him on my top yeah, 10. Yeah, move him up in your top 10 there. All so. right. He's, there he's 10 now. It'll be honorable mention, honorable mention. There you go. <laughs> All right, for the game today. So we have here on Ref the District what's called a district diamond. It's it's one of those end of the roster guys that most people aren't going to be very familiar with. But all of a sudden in preseason, you just start to fall in love with them because they do something good. Who do you think today is going to kind of be that end of the roster guy who's going to shine and be that district diamond? 
You know, I, I have a lot of love for KJ Henry, who is, he's coming from familiar territory. I covered him um, while I was in South Carolina for his time at Clemson. I think see him I, I, being a little bit of a dark horse. I, I can see him kind of making an impact. I, I'm sure he'll get a lot of time to shine tonight. Is that's another thing we don't really know. We imagine the starters are going to have their, their few three reps, but we don't really know. He's not a guy we have talked to or heard from at training camp, but just my time covering him at South Carolina. He has a great story, um, him and his dad, if you're not familiar with it. But he just is another guy that he was such a leader on that Clemson team. Um, and I think he has the ability to be that for this team in the years ahead. Of course, he's super young, a rookie, but he's what I'm going to be keeping my eye on specifically. And I think a lot of people should. All right, fifth-round rookie Hopeton show out, which would be great for Washington as they can't possibly have to pay Montez Sweat and Chase Young, but we'll be keeping <laughs> track of that one going down the road. Thank you, Natalie, for joining us here on Ref the District. We will be providing you uh, some content, not you, but our viewers some content as we go along for some day after reckoning and covering the Browns game. But until next time, Sounds be a time. fan. <laughs> You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.